Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Mornings with Ron. I'm so glad to have you back with us. I hope that you enjoyed our story last week or our messages about uh, the Bring Smiles to Seniors program. I always love sharing what we've been able to accomplish together over the last three years in our effort to make as many seniors smile as possible through that program. And that was uh, our little journey that from the beginning to where we are now uh, that I certainly wanted to share with you. This week, uh, we'll be starting a new series, and I'm calling this particular series Life Lessons. And again, it's stories that come out of my morningswithron.com blog, but stories of things that have happened to me along the way or stories that others have shared with me that have triggered some kind of something inside of me to deliver a particular message uh, on a given day that I actually wrote that message. So this week is all about life lessons, and let's start the podcast. This first message I titled, Can Conflict Be Beneficial? I had recently went to see the movie Mary Queen of Scots for the first time. And I've always been one of those people that are interested in period movies and especially English history. I had known Mary Queen of Scots' story, but not some of the intricate details of what eventually led to her downfall and execution. And as I sat in the theater, I began to think about all the wars and conflicts over time and realized that usually they resulted from two things, the lust for power or religion. Then I began to think what the world would be like if, rather than fighting each other and being against each other, we fought together for common causes to better the lives of everyone in the lands where we live. You know, conflict isn't always bad, as it brings about new ideas and thinking that eventually can lead to providing a better life for those affected by the conflict. It induces thought-provoking challenges to come up with improved ways of doing things and new ideas to make our lives better. I think where it becomes an issue is when it's mandated that one side win in the conflict over the other. It is at those moments that certain sides will go out of their way and pull out all stops, no matter the cost, to ensure that they win. And if those desires were combined to produce an enormously beneficial outcome for all parties, then the dynamics of the conflict change. I'm one of those people that believes in healthy competition, but is it always necessary for one side to win over the other? Think about a work situation where you have two teams competing against each other to create a product. That healthy competition pushes each side to come up with the best that they can create, and then it stops. What if at the end of that competition, the two competing teams join together and use the combined intellect of the entire group to make the product even better than what it was originally created, all for the good of the company? The same could be said for other areas of opportunities in our lives. The unfortunate thing about conflict that requires someone to win and someone to lose is that there are many people caught in the crosshairs that suffer from the fight. People who are just hoping to live their lives with the resources they have available and hoping for a little better tomorrow. If the world ever figures out how to work together rather than against each other, what a wonderful world that could be. This next message I titled, Passion Can Lead to Purpose, and it came about as a result of a quote I saw that said, if you can't figure out your purpose, figure out your passion, for your passion will lead you directly to your purpose. There's been many times in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program where I've spoken or written about passion and the benefits of following it. We often go through our lives questioning why we are here. 
We do all the things that society says we're supposed to do, like getting married, having children, going to college, buying a home. Yet at the end of the day, there still seems to be something missing inside, and we continue to question just what our purpose is for being on this planet. Sometimes it takes many years for us to get to the true understanding of why we are here. Unfortunately, for some, they never figure it out. However, if we're truly looking for it, we often don't have to look too far to discover what it may be. It usually lies within the realm of our passion. Ask yourself what it is that truly makes your soul sing. What is it that once you've done it makes you feel accomplished, satisfied, and complete? It doesn't have to be some big thing that changes the world. It can be one small act that you're able to replicate and repeat that continues to bring you that joy that you are looking for. In the Bring Smiles to Seniors program, we have grown our network of card artists exponentially. I've heard from many people that they were looking for a way to give back, to share their craft, and to find an outlet for their cards that make a difference. The chain of events that get kicked off when individuals place those handmade cards in the mail is beyond their wildest imagination. I've placed those cards in seniors' hands directly and seen the power of what the work does. I've seen the cards change demeanors, moods, and faces. I've heard from senior communities about the difference that the cards made when they were passed out to residents. People may see them as just a card that's been made, but there's no question that the cards that our card angels make are changing lives. We all have things that drive passion within us. When we spend more time on those things that nourish that passion rather than others that bring us no benefit, it's only then that we begin to recognize and develop our purpose. And once we discover our purpose, then the possibilities are endless. I'm so glad to have found my purpose, but I truly believe that I've only scratched the surface of the potential. I hope that you too have found your purpose in this great life of ours. This next message I titled, Do Our Loved Ones Ever Really Leave Us? And it came about, again, from a quote that I saw that said, Sometimes I just look up, smile, and say, I know that was you. Thank you. They say there are two things that are for certain in life, death and paying taxes. Well, in reality, you could not pay your taxes, but certainly with bad consequences. However, there's no way to cheat death, or at least not yet. It's a process that we all have to deal with in our lives. And having a loved one leave us is a painful experience that often takes us a lot of time to get over, if we ever do. But in the end, do they ever really leave us? My grandmother and I were very close when I was growing up. I did everything with her, as I've talked about in the past. I just assumed that she was going to be around forever, as she had always been there. And given that she was 96 when she passed, she almost was. I thought that when the day came that she was gone, that there was no way I was going to be able to deal with it. But the human spirit has a innate ability to cope and adapt to life events such as that. We often find a way to go on and go on to do great things. I think the one thing that helped me the most was that, although she was gone, she never really was. In the several years since my grandmother has passed, I've seen her show herself in more ways than you can imagine. I'm not sure if it's because of the fact that I started Bring Smiles to Seniors in her honor, or if it's because of how close we were, but she finds the most clever ways to make herself known that it leaves me with no doubt that she is not truly gone. It is those things that confirm for me that our spirits and souls are still connected as they always were. The day my grandmother died, I left the nursing home and went back to my hotel room to get a few hours of sleep as we'd been up all night with her. 
As I lay there, I felt someone sit down on the bed next to me, which startled me at first. However, when I rolled over, no one was there, and I was in the room alone. It was in that moment that I knew she was never truly gone, and her guiding hand would help me do all the things that I was supposed to do. If you're grieving a loved one, I hope that they too find their way to you, and you open yourself up to believing that they are always with you and never really gone. The love that binds us is powerful, wonderful, and beautiful. And if we channel that love into amazing works to create a better world, then there's nothing that we can't do. This next message I titled, Make Your Next Minute Magical. One of the most beautiful things about waking up in the morning is that the past is behind you and you have a clean slate to begin another day. Even more beautiful is the fact that the day can be anything you want it to be. You have total control over what your day is going to be like, even if faced with adversity. Others can't make us feel a certain way, as we have total control over the power of what we feel. Have you ever encountered those people who just seem naturally happy? They're always cheerful, they never seem down, they seem to have this glow about them that we only wish we had. Okay, sometimes you just want to slap them because they're just too darn happy. But really, we just wish they'd bottle up what they have and sell it so we can buy a bottle for ourselves. Every minute of every day is the beginning of anything that we want it to be. How we spend it and what it sets us up for in the minutes to come are totally within our control. We can take bad experiences and make them positive or choose to let those experiences mire us down and take us to a place where we would rather not go. Other individuals can force us down one path or another, but only we can decide the path for ourselves. The beauty of a new day is that it comes with so much potential Both the unexpected and the expected provide us opportunities to lay our heads on the pillow at night and be content with what we have accomplished. Unfortunately, wasted minutes we can't get back, which is why it's incredibly important to make the most of what every minute has to offer. Now, that doesn't mean that we have to stress ourselves to try and accomplish more than we are able, but it does mean that we have to be smart about making the most out of every minute that we can. As you get older, you hear everyone say how fast time is going by. You take down the holiday decorations and before you know it, you're putting them up again. Days run into weeks and weeks run into months and years. And in reality, time isn't getting any faster, but how we live our lives is certainly giving us that perception. That is why it's important to make sure that we live every minute with the belief that the next minute can be the beginning of anything that we want it to be. May your next minute be magical. And for this final message, uh, I titled, It's My Awesomeness That Matters, which once again, as usual with my messages, came out of a quote I saw that said, I'm not here to be average, I'm here to be awesome. And don't we owe it to ourselves to be the best that we can be? Are we ever really satisfied with being just mediocre when we know that we have so much more potential within us? I believe that we all have the ability to do something great that has an effect on the world and the people around us. It often only requires us tapping into that ability that lies deep within us and nurturing and growing that ability to its full potential. When I was growing up, I pushed myself hard to be the best at everything I did. Whether it be my public speaking, music, or academics, I never settled for second best. And while that drives you to be the best that you can be, it also comes with certain pitfalls as you strive for perfection. When I came to the realization that I didn't need to be perfect at everything, I had to just achieve my perceived level of awesome, then some of the pressure was relieved. 
The one thing that we have to be careful of is trying to live up to others' definition of awesome rather than striving for our own definition of what that means. What average and awesome mean to me may not be the same as what it means to you. And that doesn't make either one right or wrong. Striving to live up to someone else's definition is where we start to get ourselves into trouble. For many years growing up, I cared about what others thought. I let others define my success and ability, and as a result, I walked around with my head pointed to the ground, never looking up. It was when I discovered that what others said or thought didn't matter, as long as I was content with my own drive and ambition, that my head started to lift. In doing so, I discovered a whole new world that was all around me. It was when I started to live by my own definition of average and awesome that I truly, truly started to live. We all have our own gifts and talents that contribute to the world around us. Our level of ability in those gifts and talents are no worse or better than others, and we need to believe that. Living by our own definition of what makes us average or awesome helps us live a more content and happy life. And that's it, my friends, another episode of Mornings with Ron. I hope these messages that I called life lessons this week resonate with you. I hope that something I've said in one of these messages is something that you can take and use in your own life to enhance your life, make it a little better, or try to address a situation that you're facing. As always, I appreciate you going on this journey with me every week. And as you go out into this great big world of ours, always, always remember to be the reason that someone smiles.